Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous uh, Thursday. <laughs> I had to think a second. It's Thursday morning. And I uh, hope everybody is uh, ready to hit the day running. And thank God uh, outside it's not raining for once. So uh, thank goodness for that. So maybe we'll have a halfway decent day today and uh but uh, be careful nonetheless and uh, like i always say try to be aware of uh, uh the other drivers out there and ain't some people out there just smart alex there's no doubt about it i had nothing worse than driving and mind your own business somebody just wants to be a smart alec pull out in front of you and give you the finger or just purposely go slow just to be a jerk those things happen but realize there's a lot of first-time drivers out there my daughter is out there she's uh, still she's 16 still uh, a newbie behind the wheel and uh, so these kids take a little longer to pull out and they don't drive as fast and they don't have the experience that we have so cool your jets as you're going to work or leaving work or going to school whatever it may be don't don't get your panties in a wad and just take your time and uh, realize there's a, there's a lot of scared kids out there trying to learn so don't lose your cool because if somebody gets me in with my daughter then I'll have to start a prison ministry all right so because <laughs> daddy is very overprotective and don't want to see any of his kids being mistreated so uh, so be aware of that there's a lot of times I've had to catch myself I've gotten mad thinking man this guy's trying to be a smart looking at some kid behind the wheel you know so we just gotta be aware of that and uh, and not uh, get so upset. But anyway, uh, I hope everybody has woke up in a good mood and ready to let this day be served for the glory of God. Don't worry about yesterday's mistakes and don't worry about the mistakes you may make tomorrow. Just concentrate on today and serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and being and to love your neighbor as yourself. And if we can do that each and every day, man, we can do great things for God. So let's try to keep that, that positive thought and attitude as we tarry through the day. So uh, let's look at our Bible verse. We're looking at 1 Corinthians 15, 55. And it says, O death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? A very short verse, but a very powerful verse. And it is one that I have read uh, many a funeral and uh, because of the truth that lies behind it. O death, where is thy sting? You know, when you think of a sting, uh, you can't help but think of a, a wasp or a bee of some sort or centipede or whatever it may be uh, may sting you. And, uh, you know, there's nothing like that feeling uh, in fact i've been stung by jellyfish which is if you can imagine if you haven't ever been stung by one the only way i can describe it is a bunch of yellow jackets just backing up onto your leg that's the only thing i can way i can describe it it's one of the most painful stings i think i've ever had uh, aside of uh, wasps and uh, yellow jackets and that kind of thing those are not pleasant as well and uh and again we see here that so the, the sting of death is not there this is almost like the the stingers have been removed if you will uh, in regards to saying oh death where is thy sting oh grave where is thy victory see jesus came and he conquered sin and death and that is a great thing that we have that trust and that hope for a future glory that this life is not a permanent one, that our death is not just one of emptiness and, and, and darkness and, there, and it's of no more. Uh, that's, you know, when we, for those who are saved, 
When we die, we are in immediately in the presence of Jesus Christ. So to be absent from the bodies, we be in the presence of God. So we see that in God's work time. And again, there's, there's no layover. There's no uh, uh, second heaven. And, uh, and uh, there's no purgatory. There's no second chances. When you die, you either go to heaven or you go to hell. That's it. There's no lingering around of unfinished business. You know, you, a lot of people, I think, uh, have the idea of the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze, that there's, there's these spirits are linger, lingering around to accomplish some unfinished business, and then once they right some wrong and do something good, then they go on to heaven. Well, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about last night in, uh, the, in the teaching uh, in Galatians uh, 2, 10 through 14, is the fact that, um, you know, so many people think that they do good works, do good deeds, uh, and uh, then they're automatically gained entrance into heaven, and nothing can be further from the truth. Your good works are but filthy rags in the sight of God. Nothing, no, you cannot do enough good to merit salvation. That is, a, you cannot work your way into heaven. It is only accepting that free gift of God, that free gift of salvation that only Jesus Christ alone can give us. So for those who are saved, this is not the end. This is just a, a, a momentary passing through uh, till we get to our permanent destination because uh, our citizenship lies in heaven. So you have a lot of illegal immigrants trying to come over here and cross the border illegally and not go through the proper channels and you know, they're being sent right back. In order to gain an entrance into heaven, you can't sneak in. You can't have a caravan of people to force your way in. You have to go through the proper channels, which is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That is the only way that when your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life that you will get into heaven. And the fact of the matter is that uh, I've talked to people who have been terrified of dying. And if I, and I explain to them, if you know Jesus Christ, your own Savior, Jesus is there. He is there to guide you. Hold your hand. He is there in death just as much as he is there in life. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's no no uh, horrible transition that uh, because people have this the fear because it is the unknown. It's not something that obviously none of us has experienced, and so it can be fearful. But for the saved, for the child of God, uh, the sons and daughters, of, you know, we, we are nothing to be afraid of. Because Jesus is there. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have every reason to be afraid. In fact, um, uh, Ronald Reagan's son, uh, uh, is, it, is it Ronald Reagan Jr.? Is that his son? But anyway, he came out uh, was it yesterday, day before yesterday. He's, he's fighting for freedom from religion organization. And he said he wasn't afraid of hell. Well, he should be very afraid of hell. I would, I'd be scared to even think that, much less verbalize something like that. And unless his heart and mind is changed, he is going to spend an eternity in hell, an eternal damnation of heat and screaming and gnashing of teeth like nothing that you could ever imagine. That's why it's called hell. It's not some place you're going to hang out, pull up a hot coal, drink you a cold beer, and hang out with your buddies. That is not. Hell is the most horrible, eternal torment beyond anything we can comprehend. And so for him to say that, and if you're out there and you think along those same lines, you're going to have a rude awakening. You can laugh me off. You can make fun of me. You can say that I, I, I believe in a book of fairy tales. Hey, that's on you. I know the truth. I know the, the, God's word is not subjective. It is not relative. God's truth is truth. It is real. It is tangible. We, we understand God's promises, and, we understand, and God is not a liar. And we can trust in what God tells us. And if we are told, if we believe in his one and only son who died and rose from the grave for us, then we know that we will gain interest into heaven. Now, the devil wants to plague you with a, a, a false sense of, of guilt and to make you think that you're not good enough, question your Christian.
Christianity. You know, if I was a Christian, would I do this? Would I think this? How do I know I'm really saved? You know, you read verses like, you know, uh, that say that, um, uh, I, you know, I never knew you. You know, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We did this in your name, but I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of iniquity. We hear, read those verses, you think, oh my gosh, what if, what if I'm not really saved? But see, what he's referring to is these individuals who are giving lip service, who had a heart knowledge, you know, uh, again, going back to that curse of the law, they had a knowledge of the Mosaic law, which they thought if they abide by all those things, they would get into heaven, but uh, they didn't have a heart knowledge, they didn't have a heart understanding of what Jesus Christ, who he is and was at that time. And so, uh, you know, so they were, in fact, some of them were even using Jesus' name uh, to make money or to uh, gain acceptance. And uh, so even like today, we have people who, who speak a Christianese and think they say the right things or do, and, and, and show up to church, and that's going to gain them entrance into heaven. It's having that heart conviction, that repentance of sin, accepting Christ. And when you've done that, nothing can erase your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. And if you have done that, then you want to bear what they call fruit. I remember years ago, a friend of mine asked, what does that mean, bearing fruit? And he kind of laughed. Well, that's showing evidence of a heart change. That's showing that you are no longer that old person, that old you. You're a new person in Christ Jesus, that you want to do things, not working your way into heaven, but because of your love for Jesus Christ, you want to do good works to please the Father. And that is what's bearing fruit. You're witnessing, you're ministering, you're living a life for Jesus Christ. That is that bearing of fruit. If you give lip service and, and, and thinking that um, uh, saying the prayer of salvation is some sprinkling of, of magical words and that's going to get you into heaven, you go back out and, and live like a hellion, then, you know, that is the question, What did you really mean those words? Or do you think it was just some magical incantation to get you into heaven? So uh, we have to be, you know, so if you question your Christianity, I think right there, to me, uh, that alone proves that you're saved because uh, if you wasn't saved, you could care less and would never question it, you know? So don't realize that's normal, you know, that's something a lot of people do. But, Going back to this verse, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Jesus Christ conquered sin and death. And as likewise, he gave us life eternal. So death has no sting, just like the bee and the jellyfish can, uh, can sting you and burn you up. Death has no sting. And there, there's no, the grave has been conquered. So there's no victory in the grave. We are more than conquerors through him. So praise God for that. You know, and I've oftentimes, I've read uh, Psalm 23 in, in, in many a funeral. And, and one reason why I read that, of course, uh, that uh, it could not be more an appropriate uh, verses uh, to read at a funeral. But, you know, one thing that I love about those verses, and, and in fact, I just talked about this recently at a funeral I've done, is though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. So that verse alone is awesome because we, we have nothing, even through death, Jesus Christ is there. Again, the Old Testament confirms it. The New Testament reinforces it. Well, that Jesus Christ is there. He's to walk with us through life and through death. There's nothing to be afraid of. And, uh, you know, I hate to tell you this, but nobody's getting out of this, li this world alive, all right? We're all going to, either Jesus Christ is going to return and take us all up, or we're all going to die. It's just either a die of old age, uh, sickness, whatever it may be, heart attacks. We're all going to die. That's why I end each day uh, saying, live each day where you last, because one day it will be. One day it will be. We never know when our last breath will be drawn. And that's why you need to make sure your heart is right with Jesus Christ. Uh, we are a bit of vapor. We're only here for just a very short amount of time. And uh, so we're all going to die. We're all going to face that one way or another. I don't care how much 
plexiderm cream you put on your face to make you look younger, we're all going to die, all right? So just get that through your thick skulls that you are going to die. Now, I'm not trying to be uh, see the glass half empty. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I want you to take a hard look at your life. If you don't know Jesus Christ, Lord, and Savior, you better make that commitment now. I don't want to see anybody go to hell. I want everybody to enjoy the glories of heaven and not be distracted and held down by the temporal things of this world. That's so easy to be distracted by the things of this world, uh, to chase after money and, and, and promotions at work or family or whatever it may be. It's easy to focus on that instead of focusing on the eternal. That's what we need to focus on. Where will I be for all of eternity? Will I be spending it in hell or will I be spending it in heaven? I don't know about you, but I know I'll be spending all eternity in heaven. I know my name is written in Lamb's Book of Life. I feel guilty when I mess up and screw up. I'm brought under conviction. And I, sometimes I wonder how God can keep forgiving me over and over again every time I screw up. But that's just it. He does. That's why Jesus Christ was asked, how many times should we uh, forgive somebody? And Jesus Christ answered 70 times 7, which means on and fit them. There is no uh, amount of forgiveness. You know, God don't say, well, you uh, sinned. 20 times. So, therefore, I'm not going to forgive you anymore. Good morning, Mr. Schuyler, my son. I love dearly and uh, so very proud of. He works very hard. But, uh, so, that's why um, we need to be, uh, make sure we know where our heart is at and that uh, we have made that proper uh, confession of faith, knowing that we are forgiven, that we are loved. You know, just like my son this morning. You know, say if he messes up and screws up, I don't care how many times he screws up, it might make me mad hearing my daughter either one, but I still love him. I don't want to banish him and kick him out. Uh, and I think some people have that erroneous idea when it comes to salvation. Well, I messed up. God's going to toss me out and lose my salvation. It don't work that way. I might be disappointed. I might be upset, but that's still my son. That's still my daughter. I still love them. I still forgive them. And nothing would ever quit, make me quit loving them. And that's why if, if those who are wicked can think like that, how much more can God the Father uh, do so much more who loves us eternally and has, gives us grace, gives us mercy, gives us forgiveness, gives us those free gifts that comes with salvation. So don't ever worry about, you know, uh, that uh, God knows that we are sinners. So don't ever give that a second thought. But make sure you know where your heart is at. Make sure that you know that you've made that profession of faith and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Because, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? There is no sting and there is no victory in death. Uh, and uh, or in other words, that death has no victory over us, I should say. We are more than conquerors through him. We have victory over that. We no longer have to feel that sting. We have the peace that only God can give us. So when it comes to death and dying, don't fear it. If you're a child of God, there's nothing to fear. But if you have not made that profession of faith, then that's when you have something to worry about. And that's one thing I said last night at church. According to Barna Group, and statistically, three-fourths of a congregation are not saved. And that's, that's troublesome, and that's worrisome, because I, I worry that people come to church thinking that makes them saved, because their daddy was saved, their granddaddy was saved, whatever it may be, that is not how it works. You have to make that profession of faith. So keep that in mind. Take your spiritual polls. Find out and ask yourself, have I truly prayed that prayer of salvation? And if you haven't, I'm about to say it, pray it here in just a minute, and you repeat that along with me, and realize once you pray that, you only have to do it one time, and know that your salvation is secure. Let us have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for letting my son uh, be watching this morning, and Lord, you know how very proud I am of him. And Lord, just pray that uh, you'll be with each and every one of us. Help us not to fear the unknown, to fear death, that know that you have conquered that, and that you are with us, and will be with us in life and in death. 
and that we get to celebrate for all eternity in your presence. And Lord, let us not get discouraged. Let us not give up. Help us to keep continually to push forward and advance in the battle and to grow further into spiritual maturity. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with our teachers, bus drivers, children, and um, parents as they're traveling to school this morning and get there and back safely and problems or complications. Be with all those who are battling colds and flus and sicknesses. Lord, heal my uh, Aunt Linda and my Uncle Terry and my cousin Edie, that you'll bring healing upon them. My grandmother Mamie, Lord Jesus, that you'll heal this, uh, this, this tooth pain that she's been having to deal with. And uh, Lord, just pray that you'll be with so many who are struggling with all these different sicknesses. Lord, um, be with all those who are being deployed uh, and overseas, that you'll keep them safe, give their families peace while they're away. And Lord, uh, be with our police officers. Lord, give them peace and strength and know that they are loved, needed, and appreciated. Lord, be with our president. And Lord, give him and his family protection. Let him seek you out for all things and give him wisdom and discernment. And be with this nation. Touch hearts and minds like never before. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Appreciate each and every one of y'all for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be able to get up and do these devotions. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you get those Bibles, underline, highlight uh, today's verse in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 55. And, um, and, and so you can go back and have that to reflect on and read on and uh, uh, to help you in your spiritual journey. If you uh, have friends or family you think might like to, to watch these devotions each morning, they can find me on Facebook at Dr. Young 77 If they don't do social media, they can find me on YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young, and they can subscribe there and watch the videos. And Or if you uh, want to just listen to sermons, these devotions, podcasts, you get for free. Apple iTunes, you can go on there and listen. Remember, there's no video on the Apple podcast. It's just audio only. So if there's something you want to listen to while you're working or at home cleaning or whatever it is you're doing, you can do that as well. So hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. <music>